0: The volume. Oral sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. Fan duel, more ways to win. Oh, baby, 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 we have a great episode of Oral Sessions today because today Pro Wrestling Illustrated is dropping their top 150 female wrestlers of the year. So I am joined on this episode by Kristen Ashley from PWI, and we're breaking down the top five. We're doing the reveal of the top five women wrestlers in the world, according to PWI. And what I love about this, I mean, recording this intro after I've already done the interview with Kristen and talking about these top five, amongst other things, is how diverse it is from all of the different promotions all across the land we're going worldwide here as they do man wrestling could not be better for women right now there's all the opportunities everyone's flourishing everyone is thriving and just you know creating their own path being those trailblazers and you know it's the it's the top 150 right now but there is no reason why we can't have the top 500 women wrestlers in the world uh, in the very near future, because as I talked to Chris and I found out it wasn't so easy to put together this list. There's women that had to be left off that they wanted to keep on there. And man, I can't even imagine them putting together the the top 150 to top 100, the top 10 to the top five. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. I cannot wait to see the discussions that follow because people love a good list and they love to debate that list. And we're talking wrestling here and you know, you guys like to be vocal. Let's get into it. Here it is. Here's me and Kristen Ashley breaking down the top five of the PWI women's 150 wrestlers in the world. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on with me. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. Um, How has everything been for you? Has it been so busy getting ready to do this Top 150 female wrestlers release. Yeah,
1: it's been very busy. Lots of appearances, but I'm super grateful for that. And, you know, there's also just a lot of like front load stuff, a lot of meetings that we have, a lot of. Uh, Writing that we have to do, obviously. And, but it's always fun. Release week is always like Christmas for us. So
0: we're excited. I mean, you think of like just a long standing history of PWI and putting out these lists and how many wrestlers have waited to see their names announced in it. And now, you know, having the top 150 women's wrestlers, what a great time for you guys to be able to feature women because women's wrestling is just thriving in every single promotion. Which I think probably made this a really difficult list to put together.
1: So difficult. And, you know, this is the first 150. So I think it was 2018. It went from 50 to 100. And it became even hard with 100. I don't know how they did it with 50, frankly. And so last year, when we had 100, we thought, this is really hard. Let's increase it. Even with the pandemic, even with all the other stuff going on in the world, it was super hard To keep it to 150.
0: It is really crazy thinking of like how many wrestlers have been thriving during the pandemic era and shocking because, you know, there weren't live events. It seemed like everything had really shut down. Everything kind of came to a standstill. But as things started to open back up or as people had to become a little bit more creative on getting themselves out there and keeping their name in people's mouths and keeping the merch going, I mean, whether it was showing up in different shows. I know lots of people have been able to jump on Twitch, jump on other platforms to keep their fan base happy and stay connected with everybody. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely been a really interesting year for people to keep their own business moving along. And it really is that. I mean, when you're in the business of wrestling and you're a wrestler, you are your own business. It's tough especially
1: the so they're on agent they pay for all their
0: travel their hotels everything
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay so we are doing the reveal of the top five oh my gosh okay i'm so excited do we obviously we're gonna have to go from five to one and then we'll kind of you know pick at some of the other ones uh, along the way, and then 150 but here we go coming in at number five
1: we have Thunder Rosa.
0: yay!
1: Easily top five. I mean, if I had to say, like when we put out tweets, kind of hyping it and go tell us, you know, who might be like your number one or what are your predictions? Thunder Rosa was mentioned the most.
0: Huge common thread with Thunder Rosa. I noticed that too, when I put out the tweet saying that we were going to be doing this episode, a lot of people love them. Some uh, Thunder Rosa I love her. I mean, I'm sure you love her as well, but she's one of those wrestlers that is just so fun to watch, Um, you know, whether it's doing a main event with Britt Baker and they're just tearing the house down to her showing up in GCW and like wrestling with the boys, like doing her thing. She is just such a fun energy to check out. I adore her so much. I can't wait to see more from her. And, you know, I think as this buzz continues to exist around her, um, I really feel like her platform is just going to continue to grow, get bigger and bigger. And those opportunities are just going to continue to come because, yeah, I get the same when people are like, when is she going to be on the podcast? When do we get to hear from Thunder Rosa? People want some more Thunder Rosa in their lives. That's amazing yeah,
1: and she's one of those that it doesn't matter. I mean, I've been at shows where it's different promotions, different venues, different cities, and it doesn't matter where she gets a huge pot. I mean, she's incredibly over, no matter where she's at. And people love her. and it's no it's no wonder, frankly. And I don't think it can be overstated enough how important it is that she creates opportunities for other women. She's making, you know, place settings for other women at the table with Mission Pro wrestling with all of the community work that she's been doing too, on behalf of all sorts of promotions. She's out there a lot, but she's doing things for other people. And I I think that's a huge reason why she's number
0: five. Yeah, Thunder Rose at number five. So I feel like that just like confirms because I, I literally just got very excited for you to announce her. Like, Hey, I need to get her on some oral sessions and her and I have a little chit chat. I would love to pick her brain. See what's going on with her. Okay, number four on the PWI 150 Female Wrestlers of the Year
1: is... Britt Baker. Yes. I mean, when she says she's the face of AW Women's Division, she's not lying. I mean, she really is. And she's gone from, you know, a face to very sweet and very kind to this sort of whole other character. It was honestly like a really seamless turn. Like, it was very seamless. It seemed very natural for her. She always knows where the hard cam is and she's always, you know, cornballing for it.
0: Oh my God. I've said that to her before. I'm like, girl, you know how to find that camera and make those moments, whether it's her talking shit to the camera with blood dripping down her face, or she's putting on her gloves and like, She is so good at finding those moments and making those moments count. You know, I think when we're looking at professional wrestling, that's what it's about. It's about those moments. I mean, yes, she's great in the ring. She's a great performer. But those moments are the things that I think really last in our minds. And she's so great at letting those breathe and finding those moments during her match. I'm like, does she think about that ahead of time? Is she feeling it as she's going? Like she is figuring out and developing her craft before our very eyes. And like you said, it's been so seamless to go from being a baby face to being a heel. She has done it so seamlessly. You know, you say she is the face of the women's division in AEW. I mean, I would even say she is the face of AEW. Just what she's been able to do within that company. And you know that there's got to be so many other opportunities that are constantly knocking at her door. I legitimately do not understand how she juggles being one of the world's top professional wrestlers and also still maintains being a, a dentist like full time.
1: It's inspiring, right? Because it makes me
0: feel lazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I started like,
0: another job, right? Oh, you,
1: yeah, you lazy.
0: Come
1: on. <laughs> um, you have like six jobs for day.
0: I know I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm not a dentist and I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> so she's like juggling everything. I actually just had her. She popped on my serious XM show the other week and she literally stepped out of the office from doing dental work to hop on to do still do media. So yeah, it's like, I don't know how she sleeps. I don't know when she finds the time time um, and her passion just oozes out through everything that she does. And the sky's the limit for her, obviously, but you guys are going to get a lot of shit for not having her at number one. People are going to be, uh, yeah,
1: we really are. And (laughs) it's hard to, because I'm like, I'm going to get asked probably from somebody somewhere. Why was she at number four? And honestly, it's because she didn't hold the title for very long activity wise. You know, she didn't have as many matches as like the top three women did. So it's really not as like, oh, you're not as skilled as those women or you're not as compelling because we know that that's not the truth.
0: Right. So you guys came down to some math and some stats when you were putting together these lists. Okay. And that's true for the top three. The top two, especially,
1: it really came down to, you know, the intangibles versus the stats. We spent days on the top two. And how many people are in this meeting? There's seven of us. We built a committee and we still ask people that don't come to the committee meeting for their input, who might have like specialty and they know the Mexican market more than not we would know or that sort of thing. So a lot of people are involved and it's four hours for the first meeting and then it's endless email chains. And especially for this top two this year. Do
0: you guys get in heated debates? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs>
1: I mean, we all agreed on who should be in the top five, but it was the placement of them that was a little heated.
0: Oh, Okay. Who do we have at number three?
1: Number three is Deanna parazo
0: Okay. <laughs> I like that we have, uh, well, I was going to say we've bounced well, between two different promotions right now. We've got five, four, three. And we've not gotten to WWE yet.
1: Technically, Thunder Rosa is signed with AEW, but she's got her own stuff going on. So the top five are all from different promotions.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Nice, nice and diverse. I'm really
1: excited to see what happens when Deanna and Britt see their placements because they're
0: friends. Yes. Ooh, yes. (laughs) Friendship breaker. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know that there's definitely be like some wine spilled. The conversation will be had about it. Certainly. I don't know Deanna very well personally, but I've been able to have her on my podcast. Obviously, I've been able to follow her career, but I love that she is one of those chicks that's like if a door is closed and that opportunity is not what it seems to be, she is not backing down. She does not get deterred from what her goals are and knowing her own value. For somebody to know their worth and continue to chase that down and make sure that those dreams happen, she she has done that. So well since her departure from NXT, even in her time at NXT, you know, when I had her on my podcast and she was saying how like she was kind of getting in some shit for like being like, why am I not doing this? I want to be doing this. How can I get in there? And to me, that is the attitude you should have. You want to be that squeaky wheel that gets the grease but at the same time, she backs it up. She's not just someone that wants to talk and put me out there and give me that spotlight. When you give her that spotlight, she performs, she shows up and she gets the job done time and time again. I mean, yeah, again, whichever promotion she happens to be showing up in, she's knocking it out of the park. She's so much fun to watch.
1: And that's the thing too, is she showed up everywhere too. She, Besides I would say Fedorosa and maybe Serena Deeb, she is sort of been one to kind of kick that forbidden door open that hasn't been blessed with many women so far, right? So she goes and she wins Reina de Reina's championship from AAA. And, and it's insane. I mean, she's and she's so humble. We had an opportunity to interview her at NWA Empower when we were there. And she's incredibly kind and incredibly humble. And we interrupted her when she was eating. And she's like, no, 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 I'll come. We'll do it quick. It's fine. And And so to be so connected to the fans to be
0: willing to work as hard as she is and smart, you know, she got to impact. She's very smart. And like, she's constantly working on a million different things as well. Like when I had her on, she's getting like, what like a history degree or something like that? Like, Oh my God, this chick just like, like Brit. I mean, no wonder they're friends. These chicks obviously have like that same sense of work ethic and just getting shit done. And I respect the hell out of it.
1: Maybe it's because I'm in my mid thirties that I just don't understand it, but I'm like, how do you do everything? <laughs> I am
0: tired. <laughs>
1: Lady, you I know, know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: everyone leave me alone. I put my phone on do not disturb. Okay. Are you ready for number two? So
1: number two is Utami Haya Shishida.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: So, you know, she's not, it's what three years pro. So she's pretty, pretty new. But she has done wonders for Stardom this year. And I can't really necessarily say that it's just the talent because Stardom has gotten new ownership. So they're more available in American markets. Um, We can watch live pay per views, which we weren't always able to do. But she's really brought a lot of new fans, a ton of new fans to Stardom.
0: Where else do you think there's somewhere that she could like pop up for her to keep like expanding and growing her career and growing her resume? Like you said, I mean, to only be three years pro the world is kind of her oyster. What do you think would be something that would be like another great fit for her over here uh, in the United States?
1: The owner of new Japan is, is also the owner of Scrum now. And so new Japan is doing a lot of stuff in the U S so. I don't see why stardom then wouldn't be able to do stuff in the U S you know, stardom has now gotten matches on the not dark side of wrestle kingdom. So So they're going to have a whole new, even if they just come and run the regular shows, I mean, she doesn't have to show up at another promotion necessarily. Um, But just to come and, and wrestle in America, I, I would think if stardom did that, it would just blow the doors off of any fan that might be weary about it because it really is like amazing wrestling.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, when you've been able to see what new Japan has been able to do, I mean, whether they're doing shows at like with their dojo out in LA I mean, shit, my husband was just up there in Philly doing a show uh, with New Japan as they were taping some of their stuff. So the fact that they have such a presence here in the United States for stardom to be able to jump on that bandwagon and follow that model that New Japan has been able to do, like, yeah, why not? Let's get that going. Get those visas. Let's get push those visas through and let's book some venues.
1: Right. And talk about work ethic. Those women train at levels that we couldn't even possibly understand. They train like 10 hour days all the time. And you know, she's faced some incredible competitors that have been over here, like Shuri. She's got some wins over Shuri. She has MMA experience, you know, so she's gotten wins and she's got to the top pretty quickly. And sometimes that can create like some, you know, disrest among the fans, even at the committee who are not very familiar with stardom, who said, I know Tommy and I have watched her because... She's worth the
0: hype. That's very cool. Yeah, it's it's cool when there's somebody that has like a buzz like that and the trajectory going off at such an incredible rate to wonder where they're going to go and where they're going to end up. And yeah, I mean, even when you talk about that work ethic and what they're doing over at Stardom and just like the training techniques and whatnot that are different in Japan versus the United States, something that always popped into my mind was when Sasha Banks wanted to take her hiatus from WWE and she took a little bit of a break and you see her posting that she's training in Japan with Miko Satamura. That to me, it's just told me so much about who Sasha Banks is as a person and who she is as a wrestler. That it's not that she just wanted like a break from wrestling. She wanted to connect with it on a different level and to be able to go roll around with those women in Japan and get a feel for the technique and the style that they're working in over there was something really, really cool for somebody to be in the spot that she's in to want to really check herself and test herself against some of the best speaks volumes about what's happening uh, in Japan.
1: And a lot of the top 10, top 20 in this list, they have worked over there. Thunderosa has worked over there. So, you know, there's a reason why either they come from there like EO or they go there and they do run there because it's a totally different experience. You're learning a technician's dream over there. I mean, they really- You're earning
0: your stripes as well. You know, it's like, it's such a different- world. Um, you know, I got to just dip my toe in that water just when I went over, when John was doing uh, wrestle kingdom two years ago, God, was that two years ago? I don't even, I have no concept of time anymore, but when he got to go over there and do that and I got to go with him and I'd never been to Japan, I had never been able to experience what new Japan was like. And for me to see just how different wrestling was there, how different the fans are there. To even, you know, knowing his experience when he did the G1 when he was traveling through Japan and just understanding that world of wrestling compared to what my mind is familiar with, which, of course, is WWE. But, yeah, you really do earn your stripes just in a sense of like a respect uh, from your peers putting in that time. Yeah, you're not just looking like put me on TV and make me a star. You want to be a wrestler's wrestler. And that's the place to do that.
1: And it's, I mean, you're so far away from home and sure there's, you know, you're in bigger cities, so there's certainly some comforts, but it's a totally different scenario.
0: Even your comforts are not your comforts. Like you want to go to a McDonald's and the McDonald's is totally different. There was a Starbucks next door to our hotel and it's like the menu is completely different. I mean, of course I'm all like food centric with everything, but uh, yeah, I mean, even like a seven 11, like I've loved it. I was like, I want to stay here always. I was so sad to leave Japan, but yeah, those, those creature comforts that you think that you're going to get, you don't, you get them from, I guess, just being in the world of wrestling. That's where you can kind of like sink your teeth into that. But as far as like the actual adjustment to being in another country and not speaking the language has got to be really tough. And,
1: you know, the women are, from what I hear, they're very supportive of each other. I mean, the culture there is that it's just one big team. And so that's got to help too, you know?
0: Yeah, it really seemed that way from when I was over there because, uh, yeah, some of the girls from Stardom were on that card at Wrestle Kingdom from uh, B Priestley. I know she was on the card. Um, Hannah was on that card as well uh martina sessions moth martina was on there but yeah seeing that they all just seemed like they were having the best time and like god to be in your like you know early 20s or whatever just out there living your life like what a dream so cool with big fights every week there's never been a better time to give FanDuel sportsbook a shot and join the action on fan fight nights because right now you can place your bet risk free That's right. You will get up to $100,000 back if you don't win. VanDuel gives you so many bets to choose from. There's parlays, round props, method of victory bets, and so much more. Listen, guys, it's the number one rated sports app in America. It's so easy to use. They truly make it foolproof. I can use it. You can use it. It's safe, secure, and you get your payouts real quick. And when you win, you guys get paid in as little as two hours. What a turnaround. So with FanDuel in your corner, you'll always get exclusive odds boosts, great promotions, and so much more to make your FanDuel fight night even more exciting. That is why they are America's number one sports book. Sign up with the promo code Renee to bet risk-free up to $1,000 on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today and use the promo code Renee R-E-N-E-E. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Or text next step to 53342 for Arizona, 1 800 Gambler, or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1 888 789 7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1 800 270 71117 for confidential help in Michigan. TN Redline 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, here we go. Are we ready? The number one women's wrestler in the world currently is...
1: Bianca Belair.
0: Oh, shit! (laughs) Yay! I mean, I
1: think everybody, most people predicted it,
0: right? What is it about Bianca that you guys love so much? She had so many
1: moments from the Royal Rumble to Helena Cell, to WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. I mean, she, the trajectory within a year, basically, of, you know, starting off where she, you were seeing these vignettes of her like working out and we are all like, when is she going to be in the ring? To now, to all that she's been through. I mean, it's incredible.
0: She's just such a star. She is one of those people, you know, I got to like share the locker room with her for a little bit of time. And she had been up on the main roster as I was there. So we got to like hang out a little bit. We never got to spend like too, too much time together, but she was one of those people that like, as soon as you see, there's like, there's like an aura around her. Like she's just fucking special. There's something so cool about her. And outside of the fact that she's such an incredible athlete She is somebody that the fans have obviously attached themselves to. There's no denying anyone, you know, seeing a star quality in her. She's fantastic. She is just such a hard worker. She makes her own gear, which fascinates me. I love that she is out there sewing and stitching her own gear. She looks like a million bucks with the hair, turning that into a whip, seeing her family at ringside, her and Montez. They just have such a cool story. and they seem like the kind of couple you just want to like hang out with. I want to hang out with, and I want to be best friends with Bianca Belair is what I'm saying.
1: Their goals, relationship goals for sure. And she's, you know, so this is where we got between one and two, where it was like, how do we weigh Utami's like, you know, incredible work rate to Bianca's intangibles? Because the thing about Bianca is that she's representing a culture that is not well represented, especially within women's wrestling, but especially in wrestling period. So, She got moments that were incredibly important because there are a lot of fans who are not seeing that. She holds her own against the best. Um, She's humble. And she's been the face of the company for quite a while now. Every time I go to anything where there's like WWE people, like a, a chat or a discussion or an event, she's the face. I mean, she's there. You know, besides all that, it's just the fact that she represents something huge for women and women of color within wrestling.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you look at her and Sasha Banks, the fact that they were the first two black women wrestlers to ever main event a WrestleMania, to have that be such a a visible thing and make that such a monumental moment for so many other little girls to be at home, to see these women out there like achieving their dreams and just seeing such a strong, powerful woman. And I mean that like physically, spiritually, mentally, like all of those things she embodies. She's sparkly. She's like <laughs> such a sparkly, like amazing person. I don't know anybody that can root against her. You just can't.
1: She's hard to root against.
0: Yeah. There's nothing to not like about her. It's like, and like for somebody like her to, um, to take to professional wrestling the way she has also in such a short period of time, you know, you know, she's an athlete already coming from, you know, Tennessee volunteers, I believe to what she's been able to do, adjusting to, to becoming a professional wrestler and man, like a duck to water, the way she's been able to do it, to imagine like signing to NXT, getting her run there, doing her thing, to then main eventing WrestleMania. Like, God, who could have seen that coming? Like you you want to be in her corner. You want to be on her team.
1: And the thing is, we didn't see it coming because the push went from zero to 60.
0: We get a little bit like gun shy with that a little bit, that it's like someone starts to get a push and you're like, shit, are they going to actually get the push? Are we following through with this? Where are we going with it? So the fact that, Even if you want to take a look at what happened with um, Becky Lynch coming back and, uh, you know, beat Bianca for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think that left people being a little bit like, oh, no, what's happening? Where are we going to go with Bianca? What's she going to do here? But she is that kind of star that like nothing is going to fully derail her situation. Like it's she's good. She's fine. There's other storylines to be had other paths for her to take within WWE. And it's just the beginning. She's she's still so young and has uh, so much of her career ahead of her. But yeah, I mean, even from in the ring to to like you said, being a spokesperson and being the face for WWE, that's something she's going to be able to do for a very long time.
1: And the fact that she's just a good human being. I mean, I don't know her personally, but you can tell that she's a very
0: good human being. You can see it. It's There's something very authentic about her. There's no bullshit. Uh, she's just she's fucking good, man. And I dare you to not bop when her music comes on. Like I
1: I have listened to that in the car sometimes and I just need to smile because it's hard. You can't not.
0: Okay, so who on your top 150 are some people that we should know about that maybe under the radar that, um, you know, when you're talking about The Sasha's, the Bailey's, the Becky's, um, the Brits, the Thunder, Rosa's, all that. Like, who are some of who are some of the women that maybe aren't not that they're not getting the recognition, but they're, you know, they're on the up and ups.
1: I would say Trisha Dora. If you don't know about her, you need to know about her. If we want to talk about representation, Trisha Dora is where it's at. She is really for the culture. I mean, she's doing stuff. That most women wouldn't even dare to. She's holding intergender titles. I mean, it's incredible, and she just got signed by ROH. Ring of Honor just signed her, so you know they're building these women's divisions around some real stars. And so, I'll say it. I don't think Kevin cares. This comes out the day of. She's number eighteen, and actually, she's the highest ranked indie wrestler because she wasn't signed at the time. The evaluation period. So at 18, and she was the highest ranked woman ever on the PWI 500 at number 44. So damn, good for her. Get it, girl. She's incredible. I mean, she's fought the best of the best. She had a match with Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. And I'm going to die for not. It's a Tony Deppin? I can't remember who the other person was. And they had a mixed <laughs> mix intergender uh, match. And it was some really compelling stuff. She's incredible. So she's going up.
0: All right. Well, check her out. Is there anybody else that you want to give a little bit of love to?
1: Masha Slamovich, um, just got a contract from impact and she, she was featured at NWA Empower. power. She's from Russia and she's one of those that's willing to do whatever it takes. And she could have gone home, but she decided she wasn't going to go home. I think she stayed in Japan for a while too, and then came here. So she's one to watch out for. She's incredible. Um, Mickey James, uh, she pushes Masha quite a bit. She's a, she's a big um, fan of her. I would say Lainey Luck. Lainey Luck hasn't gotten hired yet, but Lainey Luck needs to get hired. She's been on a couple dark AW darks. Um, She's a Chicago scene girl. So that's probably why I like her so much. And I push her, Um, but she's, Another one and her, so her, her gimmicks, like two turnt party unicorn and it sounds weird, but it's like made, I think for TV and made for like (laughs) Queens. It's really great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's so, I mean, honestly, there's so many.
0: It just blows my mind to like, imagine putting together these lists and going through the different promotions and like, yeah, I mean, you know, in my mind, yeah. You think of the, obviously the WWE, the AEW, the ROH, the impacts, uh, to NWA, all these other promotions but yeah when you're talking Japan you're talking Mexico you're really kind of all over the place and you know another thing that as you said um you know about being in Russia and then going to Japan and all that is like you know over this past year I I was talking to the Iconics when they're on my podcast and when you think of wrestlers that are not from the United States it's not easy for them to work when they are not under contract because of visa situations and whatnot, that it really put a lot of people in a bit of a scary situation of wondering what's going to happen. Not only is the world closed down, but visas expire and where do you go? What do you do? So the people that were able to keep their ball afloat and to continue their business moving forward and to continue working and all that, um, I know that that's not hard. So kudos to you for getting that shit done.
1: This list we try to make very inclusive. We got, you know, my friend JPQ, he's really into Joshi wrestling. So he came especially just to make sure that we had like there was like a fifth of the, the list is Joshi. In every continent, we've got every continent except for Antarctica covered on this. And so we really tried and it is hard. It's hard, especially for Australia and Canada right now. Canada just recently started back up. Um and now the borders are opening for land travel, which is easier than than flying. And
0: we know that great wrestlers come out of Canada. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah. That's just, Hello. A fact. <laughs> just great human beings, right? I mean, my fiance oh, comes from Quebec. Yay, so we see, know that, right? You know. You know what we're dealing with. When this whole thing started,
1: like Shaza McKenzie, for instance, was on her literally on the plane. And when she landed, they said we're closing down borders. So she either had to go back or be stuck in America for years. And so how do you do that? How do you, and then they were, you know, off and on with their with their closures and with their quarantines. And so.
0: It's been really tough. I mean, even just from like a non-wrestling standpoint, but like seeing my family, it's really, really tough. Um, yeah. I mean, for anyone that is, you know, in the United States and either they're not able to see their family and they're not able to get that other part of their life being fulfilled, but to not be able to work on top of that, I think it's it's really put people in a tough spot. Um, it's probably been a pretty lonely uh, figuring yourself out, test yourself kind of year. Um, and yeah, I mean, seeing so many of these women just like thrive and flourish. And now as things are opening back up and you can see people popping up in different promotions and whatnot, it's, it's really, really cool to see.
1: Yeah. I mean, this list is frankly, it was still really hard. There are some women that were left off that were kind of bummed we had to leave off, but it's going to grow. It's going to keep growing because there's just no way it can't.
0: It's so crazy to me to think of, you know, when I started at WWE eight years ago to what women's wrestling looks like now, it's insane. I just, I love how much uh, diversity there is, the different representation it's really grown leaps and bounds and yeah, it's it's really cool to see and imagine what the next five, 10 years are going to look like in wrestling. When you think of how many girls are at home watching all these other promotions, seeing these other opportunities going, Hey, if she can do it, I can do it. And I'm seeing myself on TV and uh, yeah, they're going to blow the doors off. It's going to be really, really cool. And your lists are going to be a lot more difficult to put together.
1: But we welcome the challenge and there's other you know, we have the re-emergence of titles. We have new titles being developed for women. We have new divisions or, you know, the the reimagination of divisions happening. And all it does is it takes women off the indies and give them steady paychecks and then leave those spots open for the newcomers. And so it's it can only go up from here. It's great.
0: Get those women paid not just a novelty act. Careers are being built and they need to be paid. And we also need to uh, meet them on the same level as what the boys are being paid. So let's put that out there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on here and breaking down the top five. I cannot wait to see what the other 145 that are on this list that you guys put together, all seven of you in rooms for hours and hours having these discussions to place these women over the year. So congratulations, looking forward to it. And thanks for hanging out with me.
1: Also, make sure you get it because there is an
0: interview of uh, Renée Piquet in there. Oh yeah, I didn't even plug myself. Yeah, hello. It's a very fun (laughs) interview. I conducted
1: it and it's fun because she talked my ear off and it was lovely. And so go get it. My screaming baby in the background, but we got it done. We did it. I didn't even hear that baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So check it out. Where can people get everything?
1: By the time this releases, you'll be able to get the digital and the print pre-order will be open at womens150.com making it really easy for everyone. The uh, issue hits newsstands November 9th and then subscribers will get it a little bit before that. Go get that because it's, it's, it's a collector's edition. There's some really great stuff in there.
0: Yay. Hey, hell yeah. Women's wrestling, everybody. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you. A big thank you to Kristen for joining me. Congratulations to all those women that made it into the top five. Uh, just kicking ass, making everybody proud, paving the way, being trailblazers, and knocking it out of the freaking park. Bianca Belair, my girl, you did it. Number one, Baby doing us proud. Uh, So cool. Pumps me up. Uh, So yeah, guys, thanks for checking that out. And uh, make sure to check out the rest of the 145 female wrestlers through PWI. You heard Kristen, you know where to find it. We're going to have the links as well in the podcast for you guys to be able to find that. So check all that out. Also, make sure to head on over to my YouTube channel. You can find it, which is at Renee Paquette, um, because all the videos for this podcast live over there if you want to see what you're hearing that is a place to do that it is all up there we drop new content all the freaking time so uh yeah head on over there subscribe like rate all of those things and do that with a podcast you know where you're listening if you're listening on apple wherever you happen to be listening go on there and leave a nice little review I love those. I actually truly do love reading them. Do I read them late at night while sipping on wine? Perhaps. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Who can say? But guys, we really love the support. Love that you've been listening to this and hanging out and enjoying all this. And hell yeah, ladies. Keep carving your own path. This has been Oral Sessions. Bye-bye.